Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. So, yes, money, uh, that's an exciting subject, but uh, it's an exciting subject because today Brian is focusing on the advantages of investing sooner rather than later. Brian Hirsch is chairperson of Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates and joins me on the line. Brian, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for your time. So yeah. when, we, when we talk investing sooner rather than later, what kind of investments are we honing in on today? Well, when, we, we, when I use the word investing, I always talk about long-term. I'm talking about investing to create growth for the long-term, to create what we call relative wealth. And everyone's wealth is very relative. I mm. mean, you know, we speak about Froneman getting a, a bonus of $300 million, uh from Savania, and you talk about someone getting a bonus of 5000 in a year, but it's all relative. So when we talk about investing, it's very different to savings. Savings, you want certainty and you want security. You want to know that your income's coming in, that you'll get it every month, and your capital's not at risk. Very different strategy. That's what I call a one- to three-year strategy, where people can't afford to wait, because investing is all about to create growth and ultimately create what I call relative wealth. You need time. I mean, we've seen what happened. I mean, let's talk about two events in the last in the month of April. The first event was the RAND. Two weeks ago, the RAND was trading at 14.50 to the dollar. Two weeks later, it's trading at 16.03. I'm not. I'm not. You, when you give when you when you gave your market report out a few minutes ago, I'm not sure what the, what what you, what the level was, but it's fluctuating between 16.03 to 16.11. So the rand has weakened nearly 10% in two weeks. In the same time, the global stock markets have weakened 10%. So someone who invested offshore in rands. Even though the market has dropped, they certainly are in the exact same situation from a RAND point of view. Someone invested and, and invested, he looks at it from a dollar or sterling or whatever other currency you may be using, is down to 10%. And that's all to do with, firstly, high interest rates, inflation in America, the higher oil price, uh, and the war in the Ukraine. And these all things weigh on the markets. But when you're investing, we're not talking about sooner. Sooner means the longer you give yourself a chance for those investments to grow. Mm. The first and most important thing is you want to earn compound interest. Wherever you're invested, there's a difference between simple interest and compound interest. Simple interest, very simply, if you've invested 1,000 Rand and you get 8% and you get 800 Rand, as long as that 800 is added to the 100,000, then the following year your interest will be worked on 1,800 and so on. So there's a big difference between the 800 being every year or interest on interest. And it's important that people understand compound interest because that's where you grow your capital over time. It's not difficult to understand that the longer you have until retirement and the longer you've saved, the larger your retirement nest egg will be. And when you talk about long-term saving, particularly those people, and we're now talking to the working South Africans who are members of pension funds, are in employment and are working, understand that the longer you save, the more money you'll have at retirement. I always get asked the question, if I, if I retired uh, early, will I have enough money? Well, the chances are it's difficult to have enough money at retirement. I mean, only 8% of South Africans retire comfortably. If you're going to retire five or seven years, years earlier, you save for that amount less and you're now going to be using your capital, so it's never a good idea. But to, example, to use the example, just to give you an example of what I mean by time, I've used this example before. 
you invested 200 rand a month um, to age 65, and, 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 and your age was 30, so you took 200 rand away a month, every month now, from age 30 to age 65, and every year you increase that by 8%. So next year you won't be paying 200 rand a month, you'll be paying 216 rand a month, and then the following year you'll be paying 234. And the growth on the portfolio, we're now talking growth, the growth over that period of time was 10%. For a 30-year-old who stayed for 35 years, they'd have 1.8 million rand. For a 35-year-old who started five years later and saved approximately 14,000 rand less, their value would be only 1 million and 2. For a 40-year-old, it would be 534, and for a 45-year-old, 273. So someone who starts at 30 and someone who starts at 45 with 200 rand a month compounding, by that 8% a year, in other words, increasing 8%, the person that started age 30 will have paid in approximately something like 85,000 rand less over the period of time and will have 1.6 million rand less. Yeah. So the illustration of sooner is the longer you save with compound interest, the more capital you have. It's quite frightening to see the difference that 5, 10, 15, and 20 years can make. But what kind of investment would one okay. need to have made that 200 rand that you referenced at, uh, let's say you start at 30, specifically what kind of, an, of, a, of uh, an investment do you choose to put that 200 rand okay. in? Well, the 200 rand you would firstly use, you would either use, you would use a combination of a balanced portfolio, which would compromise, you use um uh, have equities in it, would have property in it, would probably have some government bonds and a bit of cash in it, and would also part of the equities and properties would be offshore, so you'd be buying a foreign currency, it wouldn't all be in rands, it would be a growth portfolio, because I said we're talking about long term now, we're not mm. talking about short term, mm. although everyone's got a different understanding of the word long term, uh, I ask different people what they think long term, the older you are, long term sounds a few years, the younger you are, it also sounds a few years. But in your 20s and 30s, long term, you must be thinking 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years out with savings. And you certainly go into unit trusts, which are the, which are the Satrix funds. You can go into Signia funds, which has offshore funds. Uh, you can go to any of the unit trusts from any of the branded institutions like the Investex, the Anchors, the, Cap- the uh, Coronations, the Alan Grays. You want growth, and you mustn't be worried, because at the moment, investors are very concerned because the markets have come off overseas, and the markets are off 10% this month. They're off maybe 14 to 15% in the, this year alone, but that's after two years of performance of around about 40%. So 20 and 21, the market did around about 40%, if not more, and uh, this year you're down. So you're still averaging 8 to 9. And when I talk about portfolios being 10 over a period, a long period of time, I don't think it's unreasonable as long as you give your investment a long-term and time and hold the investments, particularly through the bad times. Don't panic when times are bad. I mean, mm. one of the great investment gurus in the world is Warren Buffett. Yeah. And he always said, I made my money because I started too soon, which means you started younger. Yes. And because I, I held through the good, good and bad times. And when the times were bad, I actually made more investments. 
Yeah, and the times are bad now, aren't they, Brian? Because, I mean, it's really a bad economic time for virtually everybody. And a lot of people are considering even letting go of some investments. Talk to that. Talk to those people that are considering letting go of some investments so that, you know, the money goes to the tangible things that they need on a daily basis. What is negotiable to let go of and what isn't or what shouldn't be? Well, I think this is the worst time to let go of any growth assets. Unfortunately, if you're in that situation and because you didn't expect it, I mean, let's understand expectations and those that didn't expect it. If you lost your job, irrespective of what you're doing, your investments that you had good intentions with, you're going to let go. These are the worst times because you're selling into such poor markets. But if, you, if you're working and you're just feeling uncomfortable uh, because interest rates are moving up, I mean, let's understand... As American interest rates move up, our interest rates move up. And the problem for South Africans, as I've repeated, is most South African working South Africans have debt. I mean, who can buy a home without having a bond? Who can buy a motor car without taking uh, a lease or some, finance, some terms on that car? And with interest rates going up and likely to go up more in 2022 and even into 2023, people with a million rands worth of debt are going to find that they're going to be paying two and a half to three and a half thousand rand more in the next 12 to 15 months just for that debt. And that's, in, that's over and above what the cost of living is, and that's gone up enormously. I mean, if you look at petrol, if you look at food, if you look at electricity, everything, look at your medical aid, everything just keeps going up. So if you can avoid selling, if you have to sell, it's one thing, but if you can avoid and you've even got spare cash and you've been sitting on the sidelines thinking to yourself, well, I don't want to take a chance, let's understand the globe, the, the, the country's economy doesn't necessarily mean that all companies are doing well. Yeah. We have great companies in South Africa. We have great leaderships. We have great entrepreneurs in South Africa and globally. And even though they may be taking it at the moment, things may not seem to be good, it doesn't mean those companies aren't doing well. We talk about the economy. We talk about job losses quite correctly. We just had Freedom Day, and we understand the difficulty of many, many people in South Africa and the government grant of 350 rand a month. I mean, we talk, we, we hear and read about that. But globally, economies are doing exceptionally well. In America, for the last few years, the Americans... The, the Federal Reserve, which is the same as our Reserve Bank, has plump, pumped in trillions of dollars, not rands, trillions of dollars. Multiply that by 16. That's how many rands it is. Uh, we don't have that sort of money. To prop up the economy, the economy is moving forward. Companies are doing a lot better. And even if there are setbacks, those companies sit around. They don't talk about anything other than how can we expand? Where can we, where can we sell more of our goods? What do we need to do to cut our costs? And even though there's inflation, they still all the company results that have come out internationally in the last quarter haven't been bad. There have been a few com- tech companies that have disappointed. And if you disappoint in this market, you will get punished. So if you can hold on, do not sell. If you have to sell, then obviously that's unfortunate because of circumstances. And if you want to be investing, you've got to be looking at growth. You've got to be looking at equities. You've got to be looking at the unit trust industries, as I've said. And a good place to go is to go to Satri and Signia, because when you're investing, uh, knowledge is empowering and you need to know what you're investing in. You need to understand that it's not this is not a mar- this is not sorry a sprint this is not a 100 meter race yeah, as i've always a marathon. said this is a marathon yeah we have uh, two voice note questions for you Brian i hope you have your pen uh, let's hear what they had to say um good morning ma'am 
I just want to find out from your financial expert over there. I currently am in the service of the government. I'm working for seven years. And I am also having annuities with Sanlam. So my question is that I want to take out an additional uh, 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 policy that can help towards my retirement. Um, I just want to know, should I rather just increase my monthly contribution towards my Sanlam annuities? And if there is something else that I could take out, what would he then suggest? Um, thank you very much. Can I answer that? Uh, yes, you can answer it, and then we'll play the okay. next one after that. Very, very, very sensible caller. Thank you for that. Firstly, because you're in a government pension fund, and secondly, you've got your own external private retirement funds. You're getting the tax deduction. Now, let me just explain to you. When people talk about retirement funds or retirement annuities, you're going to buy a room from some institution. Call it a room. You're going to house your money in that room. In other words, it could be Sunlam, it could be MetLife, it could be Metropolitan, any of those companies, Liberty, Old Mutual. You're buying, them, you're buying a room from them, and all you need to know is what are they charging you for that room? Mm. And the different companies, because whatever they charge you is coming out of your contribution. The shifting of the furniture is the most important thing because that's where you're tripping your money into. The fact that you're giving Sunlam money, I don't know what fund you're in, but I also didn't get an aid from you. But if you're anything under 55, you want those funds to be invested in growth. And today, institutions can invest 45% of their funds offshore. So you want to make sure that if I go to Sunlam, and there's nothing wrong with Sunlam, but if I go to Sunlam, I want to know where I'm investing. And that you didn't answer, because some people in the younger ages are far too conservative. So as I've been saying right from the start, you want growth. You want to be invested in growth for the retirement. It doesn't matter where you're going because the retirement is just purely a fund and it's managed by that company. It's the, it's the furniture which I, which I compare to being an investment. So you could be in money market, you could be in bonds, you could be in equity and property. So when you talk about retirement funds, rather say, what is your company charging me on a, on a yearly basis to, for, for the privilege of me using your, your company or what I call your room and this companies charge anything between half a percent to 1.8 percent which is a big difference and then you have most companies will allow you to invest in any investment you want you know you can go to Sunlam and invest with Old Mutual in the fund so you can buy your retirement from Sunlam or Liberty or any of those companies and you can invest in investing or coronation so it's the drip feed where your money is actually going and how it's being invested that's important cost and how it's being invested in investment depends on your strategy. The closer you are to retirement, you're going to be a little bit conservative. You're not going to be as aggressive as you may be when you're in your 30s and 40s, in other words, growth-orientated. But remember, you've still got to live the years after retirement. Retirement is not the, is not the, uh, the end of the road. I mean, mm. retirement is I've now got money, and that money's got to provide me with an income, and I could live 30 years after retirement. Yeah. So just bear that in mind with inflation. Just know that at a 7% inflation, Costs of goods double every 10 years. Every yeah. 10 years. So in 10 years' time, what you're paying today at one of the supermarkets, for the same money, you're going to get half a trolley, and in another 10 years, you're going to get half of that trolley, which is a quarter of a trolley. So I'm just trying to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Here's the next voice note, Brian. 
KG, I have a serious question here for Mr. Hirsch. So, are you covered by insurance if you go into a war zone, knowing directly there's a war there? Okay, so as an example, whether Johnston Hasten has got Sunlam or Old Mutual Insurance or whatever it is, but if he goes there knowing there's bombs there, where he can be ambushed by the effective Russians and die there, will his insurance pay out? Um, yeah, I mean, would you say that's a wise investment on Stian Hazen's part? Okay, look, look, every policy has terms and conditions. And one of the conditions are where they won't pay out. I mean, if you do harm to yourself, if you commit suicide after two years, by the way, the suicide clause is normally two years. So if someone buys a policy and commits suicide within two years, there will be no payment. After two years, maybe in some companies three years, there will be a payment. Because the belief is you, you couldn't have taken out a policy with the intention of killing yourself and then not having done it. But there are other exclusions, and one of those exclusions are if you go into a war zone knowingly. I have, you know, you'd have to read the policy, and it's a question I haven't been asked because I must tell you, I, I haven't really read all those conditions to all the different companies. But I like to question, and if I may, Cathy, and I've also got to answer a question from last week. I hope we can have time because we were dealing with divorce last week. But I will, I will find out for our caller, and I will deal with that next week. Uh, what is the situation uh, if, if you actually go into a war zone knowingly? Uh, certainly there would be exclusions on the policies, but I, I just can't remember all those exclusions. You know, I don't know anyone who's ever read a policy. Uh, I have, believe me. And that's why they, they put the terms and conditions with yep. the smallest font possible so that nobody cares to read them. But I'm going to quickly go to news headlines and then come back with one last voice note for you, Brian, and then you can also give people your contact details. It's 10.30. Liesl Wilson is standing by with the news headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Welcome back. Uh, we've been in conversation as we're talking personal finance this uh, Tuesday morning with uh, Brian Hirsch. And uh, today, Brian is focusing on the advantages of investing sooner rather than later. Brian, of course, is the chairperson of Brian Hirsch, Coley and Associates, PTY LTD. Brian, we've got uh, more voice notes for you. So here's some questions for you to write down and then respond to. Hi, KG. Please help me. I work for Helios Minolta from 1973 to 1992 when Mandela was supposed to be released in jail. So all the company went to Netherlands. Now I didn't get my pension fund. So my company now has been taken over by Hello? Yes, Brian. Are we there? Yes. Look, I, 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 I just got the end of it. He started working for a company in 1992. In 1972 to 1992. And he hasn't received his pension? Yes, because, okay. l- 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 because I think uh, the company went uh, abroad and then the company was taken over by a uh, bit. Maybe we play the voice note again so that we get the proper detail. Can we ask the producers to play the voice note again, please? Hi, KG. Please help me. I work for Helios Minolta from 1973 to 1992 when Mandela was supposed to be released in jail. So all the company went to Netherlands. 
Now I didn't get my pension fund. So my company now has been taken over by Bitvets Minolta. So I've been struggling to get my pension fund. Please, I need help. Ask your guest to help me. I'm Charles from Soweto. So the company is taken over by Bitvets Minolta, yeah. If you're in a pension fund and your pension fund is taken over, the new pension fund would, be, would then own the assets of the, of the previous fund and have records. So what I need from you is I'm going to give my number out shortly. Please, will you leave your name and also would you give your, your, your staff reference number uh, on, on, on my voice machine so that I can contact the company. Give me the full details of the company and, I'll, and your name and, I'll, and your employee number and I'll make contact with the company on your behalf. Fantastic. I, I hope he can get the help he needs. Here's uh, the other voice notes, uh, Brian. Hi, good day. Um, I've got a question for Brian. Um, I would love to put away um, money for my children. Uh, you're looking at like two, two hundred thousand. Um, so I needed to know. Um, I know you mentioned Satrix. Um, should I specify any fund? What what fund will he uh, recommend? Um, and uh, how do I get hold of them? Is it an online thing, or do I have to go in? Um, I'm based in 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 the Northern Cape, Kimberley. Thank you. Okay, it's a pity I, I couldn't get that last call as um, how, how young her children are. As I made the point is I've got money, invested money in Satrix for my two grandchildren. I started when they were born. They now, one is 12, one is nine, and I've got that money. They won't need that money for another five to seven years, and therefore what I'm doing is I'm in, I'm in an international fund. Uh, I'm using both local and international funds. They're all equity funds. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm using Satrix. You go onto the website, www.satrix, spelled S-A-T-R-I-X, www.satrix, and you can pick up, have a look at all the funds. I definitely think that you need a combination of global and local investments, uh, and you want to be in equities, and you want to be maybe, uh, I like the Satrix 40, and I like the Satrix dividend fund. Those are the two that I've got. But there's a lot of choices, and it's always good to read up to see what the funds are made up of. But certainly if you've got a five to seven year time horizon, or even longer than that, that's where you want to be. Okay, fantastic. And here's the last one then, Brian. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, Brian. I just want to check here with Brian. My wife works for TFGA in South Africa, and then she resigned uh, on January 7 because she was saving a notice from December. She actually resigned December 7, saving the notice from December 7 to January 7. Up until today, she didn't receive her pension. Then they said they were changing uh, their finances to Alexandra Forbes. So, but up until today, she didn't get anything. Thanks, Brian, help. Well, they, they, look, what you need to do is you need to contact Alexandra Forbes 
talk to the pensions department and fi- find out what's happened. I assume your wife has put in a, um, a withdrawal form, and also over and above that, that, you know, when you put in a withdrawal form, they've got to get a tax directive, but that shouldn't be taking the fact that they moved from from one investment house to another investment house or one broker to another shouldn't make any difference. So you need to contact Alexander Forbes. You need to speak to someone who in charge to say that you're very dissatisfied. Uh, obviously, you've always got recourse uh, to go to the, um, the, the pensions adjudicator, but you want to avoid that because that takes time. So all I'm suggesting is get hold of Alexander Forbes, put a lot of pressure on them, uh, get to find out who is actually... Um, administering that particular fund, uh, I, again, didn't get the full name, I was a bit blurred, but doesn't find out who's administering that fund in Alexander Forbes and just put pressure on them. I mean, and want to know what is the delay. Your wife's given them all the necessary documentation. They have a tax number simply because she was working and was paid, and therefore they, uh, the fact that she had PAYE uh, deducted, they should have a tax number. It should not take longer than this. And your wife must understand the choices. For anyone resigning, your choices are not necessary to withdraw the funds. You could preserve the funds because when you withdraw funds, anything above 25,000 rand, you pay tax. Mm. And the more the amount, the greater the tax. So I think just contact, maybe next week I need to talk about withdrawal, um, the withdrawal benefit if you do withdraw from funds. What are the tax implications versus retirement? Yeah, and there's uh, one last uh, WhatsApp. Uh, they're saying, can I ask if buying a retirement annuity when you are 60 years old and don't have a pension a good idea? Well, it's not about not having a good pension. A, a retirement is a good idea if you're getting a tax deduction, and that means you're earning money. If you're not getting a good tax, a, a high tax deduction, then you might as well go into a tax-free savings account or go into an endowment policy. But certainly the big advantage of retirement annuities compared to tax-free savings and any endowment policy and unit trust is you're getting a tax deduction. And at a, at a, at, you could get a tax deduction at the higher earnings of 45% and even at the lower earnings of anything between 20 to 25% where your contribution is deductible from your taxable income. So it's important what your taxable income is, but I'll repeat. If you're not earning and you, are, you want to save, then I don't think if you're not paying tax, I don't think a retirement annuity is a good, good idea uh, at first. I would rather go tax-free savings, which all the income in the tax-free saving, I know it's limited at 36,000 rand a year, but limited is no tax payable on the investments inside the fund, or go into investing with Satrix, or go into an endowment policy. Certainly a five-year endowment policy would certainly do the trick. Tax, if you're getting a tax deduction, go through retirement annuity. Fantastic. And your contact details, Brian, for... Uh, uh, All your numbers. And that one caller, I need more than just, just your name. I need your staff reference number and the company's name again. Um, you can get hold of me, 11 880 And I have apology to our listeners... I have been a little bit bad. I've been a lot away in and out, you know, with all our four-day weeks. I haven't got back to everyone. I will do that this week. And uh, 
Good to be on the program this morning and all the very best to our listeners. And all the best to you. Thank you for your time, Brian. Thank you. Uh, Brian Hirsch, as uh, you heard, is the chairperson of uh, Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates. And uh, he says, uh, don't lose heart if uh, you try to get hold of him and uh, don't yet. uh, He will get around to it. The number, I repeat, is 011-880-4888. That's 011-880-4888.